Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sip on the go with a Starbucks Ice Shaken Espresso. Our signature roast, shaken with ice, then finished with a splash of milk. Customize it to match your style on the Starbucks app. Make today a good day. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar... You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazalo. With me, as always, Kristen Studdard. It me. I am back from the wilderness. I am a new person. Yeah, people don't know this if they're just listening, but yeah. uh, Kristen got lost in the woods, yes. and then we found her, and she's back. I went for a, a, a sojourn among the trees. In the Pacific Northwest? Truly. Wow. Uh, well, we have a guest here. Very excited to have him. A comedian, a podcaster. A uh, friend to all? We'll find out. Oscar Montoya. Hi. Hi, Oscar. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're going to find out if you're a friend to everybody. Ooh. I'm gonna, I have a list of people on Ooh. Earth. and uh, Check him off. He's got yeah. a very, he's got a lot of friends, but he's also kind of tricksy. So yeah. You never know. Ooh. You know? Okay. Yes. What does that mean? I don't know, Oscar. You can he you can think you're his friend, and then you can go. I can surprise you and be like, without, I don't even know you. Yeah. Well, I will paint a picture that Oscar's sleeves are slightly rolled up. Maybe there are things <laughs> hiding in those sleeves. <laughs> That's how you hide stuff in your sleeves when you roll them up just a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I just rolled Oscar's sleeve up even more to reveal a truly Power Rangers tattoo. Mm-hmm, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers logo. I'm glad that you didn't say it was a Gatorade tattoo, which is what a lot of people Ooh, think this is. I bet that hurts. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. They're like, whoa, you got you love Gatorade? And I'm like, mm-hmm, I do. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Is it in you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, I live for electrolytes. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> they electrolyte me up, baby. Well, Oscar. Maybe that's a new slogan for them. You're, it's free. <laughs> you're on a it's podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, an institution that a lot of people don't know anything about yes which makes perfect sense yes. it's weird that i know a lot yeah uh, how, how do you know so much stuff about the rock just, and roll hall it, it you know really stems from being a weird little kid uh oh, so you've always been a rock and roll hall of fame. yeah i have and it only yeah, he didn't age into it <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was kind of a uh 
a, a, a self you know realization moment a few years ago where I was like, oh, this is a thing that I'm obsessed with and no one else is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my and niche. I found. I it. found it. Yeah. Something that, you know, because the other things that I do like a lot don't feel unique. Like, yeah. I like The Simpsons. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, so everyone everyone, everyone likes yeah, The Simpsons, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah or, like, yeah. I like The Beatles. Like, fuck off. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, but, yeah, uh-huh. that was uh, that was kind of how it's like, I got hmm, to it. What's a thing that not a lot of people care about <laughs> that I mm-hmm. can try to build an audience around? Right, yeah. That was, that was yeah, the smart let's move. let's not tap into a big community. <laughs> no. Let's no, just some, build one a from small the but up. mighty crew is We're what you want. building one from the yeah, ground up. It's for sure. You, okay, like... In your sort of level of fandom, do you go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like ceremonies or? I try to. I try to go wow. every year. Oh, so you we really went, are legit. I took, we went I this took Kristen. Last year. You did? How yeah. was it? It was a lot of fun. It was actually very fun. And I do mean that actually. Yeah. Uh, wait, is that the year where Janet Jackson was? Yeah. And she didn't. She did not perform. perform she was there that televised. Was so yeah. sad. Yeah. That's a shame. Are you going to go see her in Las Vegas? No, I don't go to concerts. Really? What? Well, Wait, Oscar, why? you don't go to concerts. Why is I'm not a that, concert Oscar? person? Why is that? Really? I'm not a big crowd person. Okay. I like I like, you know, intimate intimate affairs, you know. Okay. It's things that are too big, I get overwhelmed very easily. So, okay. What what know. if it was a concert in an intimate setting? Then yeah, I'm down for that. Okay. But have you ever experienced that? No. Yeah, what's the last <laughs> concert you've been to? The last concert I went to was holy moly, the last concert I went to was Avon Lava. At who, the Roxy. Who are those people? Those are musicians. <laughs> Avan Lava? Avan Lava. Ava it's and a band? Lava? Avan Lava. Avan Lava, not yeah. Avon? Nope. Avan Lava. Avan Lava. Mm-hmm. Very good. What kind of um, music? Pop. You like electro pop and kind of like yeah, house yeah, yeah. music. Yeah, Oscar yeah. and I um, have oh, yeah. very similar music tastes. Okay. Um, if we're in a car, yeah. we we're listening to Back party. to Life by Soul to Soul mm-hmm. over back and over. to back. Yeah, back to back. <laughs> yeah, back to life, back to back. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, we 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 have a little bit of uh, catching up to do concert wise. Yeah. Because last time we recorded was right before we went to see Chic. Oh my god! At the Hollywood yeah. Bowl. Duncan Chic? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am barely breathing. Uh, no, Chic with Nile Rodgers, the disco band. Oh, Chic. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The we, Chic. Yes. We you went, would actually like I, that. Yeah. You would actually like going to the Hollywood Bowl, I think, I was too. Going, I've never it's been not, to the Hollywood Bowl. It's like crowded getting into there, but your actual, it, once you're you in, the space. Spa- mm. in your seats, you have space. You're not going to feel. Really? And mm-hmm. you have your own allotted space. So you're not like. Oh. It's not a free for all sort of. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're no, in no, you're no. in seats and it's and it's you're large. outside, so it's you know. Yeah, okay. you don't you don't feel cramped or like boxed in. Oh. Although Unless, we were uh, we upgraded, upgraded randomly Excuse to be in a box. Me? What we randomly? Got, How does yeah. that work? As we were coming in, and it was I think because we were like a little bit late, and because the people with boxes didn't show up, they were like, "Hey, come here, piss pissed." Uh, let he me give you yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah no that's how you say it pissed pissed <laughs> uh yeah no they were like come over here and then do you want to upgrade and we we're like okay and then there, we, but really the good about seats it is, there were five of us and the boxes only hold four <gasps> and so we kind of snuck our fifth person oh, in with us phew. and that meant that joe had to essentially do a wall squat. sit like a wall squat for most yeah although the luckily then we stood almost immediately now rogers was like everybody get out of your seat so then oh, so we're like Phew. He was yeah like, okay. we play dance music yeah 
dance being the operative word. Right. And I think the way now Rogers approaches a concert is the perfect way, which is yes. that he doesn't just play songs by Chic. He does nearly every hit that he produced which is a whole bunch yeah. so, serious? so it's yeah. like uh it's hit after hit he did get lucky he did like he a virgin say, yeah. like a virgin uh did, i'm coming out uh, uh upside down do. let's dance let's dance yeah oh my god so, it was so fun and his singers are like oh my gosh they're incredible. so incredible just belting it and you know who's amazing his drummer his drummer ultimate hype man mvp they the like, drummer? yeah, they Maybe. kick it to the drummer and he does this whole thing where he's like, all right, everybody out there, we I want, we are chic and we want to hear you say, if you're having a good time, let me hear you say, oh, oh, and the whole crowd is going oh, like that. And then he's that's like, a powerful say, uh, 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 And he's just, he does this for like different call and responses for two minutes. And he's never satisfied. Yes. We're never <laughs> doing good enough. It's always like, come on, LA, you can give me more than that. Yeah, and we want uh, we want a slightly disappointed hype man <laughs> yeah. in all in all our venues. Well, we never want to meet expectations. Exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> right. That's why we came here. Exactly. Uh, and he also broken. sang "Let's Dance." And then he sang "Let's While Dance" while he was drumming. It was great. It was Whoa. so cool. So yeah. good. Uh, I went and saw Stevie Wonder at Red Rocks when I was in Denver. I don't think we talked about that. No. Uh, that was great. And it was a unique experience because his uh, his throat was kind of giving him some problems. So he was uh, not confident that he could sing every song. So he was like, but there is someone backstage uh, who can maybe help us out. Ladies and gentlemen, Usher. And he brought what? out he Excuse brought out me? Usher. What? And everyone fucking screamed. Yeah. Because no one knew that was happening. And then Usher came out and sang a few songs. And you could tell it wasn't planned. Because before... Because he was looking at his phone for the lyrics. <laughs> that would have been better. <laughs> I love that. Before, <laughs> no, each, I... before each verse, uh, Stevie would very quickly say what the lyrics were. Like, Shut up. And then Usher would sing it. Oh, he'd be like, you are the sunshine of my life. He'd be like... And then, uh, <laughs> then Usher would be like, Heart of you Mississippi. are the sun? And then, no, Wait, really? I mean, for real, I'm not kidding. He would, he would say it as quickly as he could. Like a child was born in, in, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And he would say it really quickly and then Usher would sing it, which was weird, but I loved it because I don't think anyone will ever see that ever oh, again. Oh, yeah. No, it's yeah. completely un- unscripted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then at a certain point, Usher just kind of gave up and started dancing on Stevie's piano. <laughs> yeah. He gave up. Like, yeah. He gave up singing, like gave up kind trying of, to get the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Because he just, he, he was, they were, you know, struggling. So then he just jumped on the piano. And, you know, Usher's a great dancer, and yeah. it was a lot of fun. Joe is doing some moves. Uh, our listeners cannot see it, but... I jumped up Joe, on the table, and uh, yeah. you guys no, were impressed. He I mean, I am put impressed. a single hand in the air and waved it like you just didn't care. Uh, and I saw Paul McCartney a few days ago. Whoa! So where? At, uh, at Dodger Stadium. What? Yeah, and that was great. Played Beatles songs, played uh, solo songs. He went with friend of the show, Rhea Butcher. I did. I went with our, our friend Rhea Butcher. Yeah. We had a great time. And then at the uh, during the encore, he was like, "We have a little special guest, uh, everybody. Uh, the one, the one and only Ringo Starr." And he brought out Ringo, and the crowd went nuts. Just after his birthday, too. Yeah, it's just Ringo's birthday. It sure was. What? Why do you guys know all this stuff? Well, Ringo's birthday is an event. What? I knew in it LA. because, oh, yeah, I don't know why. I feel like it was everywhere. And my roommate, her favorite Beatle is Ringo. Uh-huh. And so she watched, it was like Sunday or something. Last Sunday was his And birthday. what they do is she outside of Capitol Records, Ringo invites everybody, come hang out. 
I'm gonna for my birthday. I'm gonna be outside Capitol Records with my two best friends, Joe Walsh and David Lynch. And- <laughs> no. Yeah. No, you're lying. Uh huh. This and, is not And what true. we're gonna do is at noon in unison, we're gonna say peace and love. And if you can't make it, wherever you no. are in the world, say peace and love at noon. In, uh, uh, noon LA time. Noon wherever you are. Oh, okay. Say peace and love. Okay. And there's. I did, and- I did not know that. And what people people play music, and it's I've never been. I've always wanted to go, but I've always had something. Go. I've always had something at that time. What did you have this? I, I was working. Okay, fine. yeah, but yeah, it's very silly. Uh, and but and then so he came out at the McCartney concert. He was playing drums for Helter Skelter and Sgt. Pepper. Uh, and then they brought out Joe Walsh too, because why not? He's always with Ringo. <laughs> they always hang out. Wow. So it was it was a lot of fun. Joe Walsh is from the Eagles, Eagles. and he has a okay. uh, solo crew as well. Joe Walsh is an Eagles guitarist. Is he? Yeah, an least... occasional singer. So I know our listeners. If they're we've done this recently, <laughs> we've done this recently. <laughs> I know. Is he? He's the least bad of them. He's like the most fun. Yeah, he's like a, he's like the a, least bad. Well, the Eagles are, are problematic. They're all kind of yeah, jerks for sure. They're jerks, they're all but canceled. Like, Joe Walsh is like a party dude. Yeah. In like a fun way. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Not in a like, pr- I remember way. we yeah. ranked them from mm-hmm. worst to least bad and he was least bad. Yes. I, I, yeah. Least and bad, most, most fun. Most bad is Glenn, Glenn Fry. Fry. I did remember yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, may he may he rest in peace. Uh, Oscar, coming into the show, do you know anything about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I know. <laughs> oh, he broke. <laughs> Oh, no. All I know that in the late '90s they would air some specials on VH1. Yeah, that's that was Joe's gateway drug too. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? Oh, for it. sure. Yeah, that they would put the inductions on uh, exactly. VH1. And yeah. that's about it. I know Janet Jackson's in it. I know Kiss is in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know. Oh, I know. Um, uh, a Steely Dan. Yeah, is in it. They Why sure do are. you know that? Because I dated someone who was obsessed with Steely Dan. Really? Yeah. And oh, and yeah. the and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction came up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was this That's a insane. man? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was arguing. There's argue- a gay I- man obsessed with Steely Dan. Yeah, yeah. You know, is honestly, gay? I don't know. How dare I, I say that? How what dare sexuality? I say that? Honestly, that's what me sexuality? stereotyping. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, wow. I just yeah. don't think of them as a gay icon band, but they're you know people can contain peg, multitudes. I mean, that's, and, a, that's, a, that's a oh peg, pegging, <laughs> pegging is pretty yeah. gay. Pegging peg, is maybe. Gay. Okay. I mean, in, yeah. <laughs> I do know Steely that. Dan it's is someone's name, but it's also a sexual act. Truly. Steely Dan is in reference to a dildo. Yeah, Steely yes. Dan. Yeah, Steely. So there's yeah. there's and sexual uh, innuendo going Why on. Why are they called Steely Dan? It's in reference to a dildo. That's literally what he's talking no, about. No, it was it's in a, some weird like, like a pulpy novel. Book. Yeah. What? Yeah. Where they they named the dildo Steely, Steely Dan. Dan. That's but and they're the lamest group of people in the world. <laughs> How, why is their name they're sort cool. of cool they're, you don't know that they're, I, cool? they're not cool Kristen. They're, they're, cool. I would say on the like slide they're pretty cool but Steely Dan I like they're Steely like, Dan. They're like yeah. kind of cool okay do you remember when they won the Grammy for best album in 2001 oh, over Beyonce no it was, it was over, over Eminem Eminem and people were fucking pissed yes. I sure do rightfully so Two yes. Against Nature was the name of that album oh get out of here yeah I mean what Cousin Dupree was the, was the song yeah no that was stupid I mean come on that was, they were well past their prime but in their prime I, I 
I Peg can. I'll go for song. for Steely Dan. Peg is a great song. It's the only song I know. No, that's not true. You know a ton. I know all. I know. Do it again. Reeling in the years. Yeah, you know them all. number. I know them all. I really do on them all. They osmosis. 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 Yes. Osmosis. Um. Well, Steely Dan is in, and it came up with your ex. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Is that um, why you guys broke up? <laughs> no, <laughs> quit, quit bringing up the no, no, induction. No, no, we broke up because we just needed to. <laughs> sure, let's it, get into it. It just <laughs> had to happen. Um, he's great. He's a great guy. Um, yeah, and no, other than that, I mean, how does it, you get nominated, and mm-hmm. then you and are then, picked by yeah. a community of people <laughs> correct yeah Honestly, not animals you're doing great and uh-huh. uh it's not animals right? right yeah um and then they have a huge induction ceremony mm-hmm. and then they live uh, there forever yeah they're it's, encased in lucite yeah. uh, right don't they aren't they yeah. just like uh there forever they turn into uh you know a horcrux or something and then yeah just, right uh, they they turn to stone <laughs> and they're preserved for all time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh it's emotional but it's yeah. uh beautiful how oh because you have to you oh okay so i also yeah i don't know what oscar's oscar's eyes. pulled out a blackboard he's <laughs> he's drawing things I'm trying seriously to figure this out here is it just a random? Because I know you have to be in the music industry for a certain number of years. So yeah, the eligibility requirements are twenty-five years after your first recording, you become eligible. Okay, and that's it. That's the only official. That's, it? that's the only official requirement. And then I mean, you can you know imagine you should be famous ideally, <laughs> but not always. But there's been some unfam unfamous. Yeah, yeah, not, not famous super, not super the- famous. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. Leonard Cohen was probably not super. Laura famous. Nero, Paul Butterfield, Nero, blues yeah. band. Are two recent blink, yeah. blink, blink, blink. I don't know those people. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah, famous. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Leonard Cohen, I know. Yeah, Leonard great. Cohen's uh, his name recognition. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, but not a lot of song recognition other than beyond the one. Hallelujah. Yeah. But beyond that. Is there anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that you guys are like, no way they should not be there? Not in any way that is like makes me, makes my blood boil, mm-hmm. but I there are some where I'm kind of like, I mean, this year we were kind of like, does Stevie Nicks solo deserve to be in? And Fleetwood Mac isn't? Fleetwood Mac is. Fleetwood Mac is already. Okay. That's the thing. Where it's like, Fleetwood oh, Mac is okay. in. Does Stevie Nicks solo Nicks, have yeah. to also be I in? I am completely fine with it. Yeah, Me that's too. the thing. Like, I mean, we don't, Get Back is a great song. We don't go stand, stand back. back. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in both. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <we're> just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like again, it doesn't make our blood boil, but it's kind of like, oh, that's uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't like Bon Jovi. I get it, but they're in the rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm just kind of like, yeah, hmm. I get it. They were they were huge, and yeah. they're still the, very popular. The the actual induction ceremonies do a pretty good job of selling you on why the per, the the band should be in the yeah, on giving you hall. a case, on convincing yeah. you and of their it, worthiness. Is it a certain amount of people every year, or is it like whoever? It's usually it's five between to seven. five to seven. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So this is very select. Yeah, and the you know the list of nominees is fifteen to twenty or so, okay. oh, so a year. Then out of that, okay. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's more frustrating who's not in than who is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because usually it's uh, it's a cause for celebration. Like, oh, someone's in. That's great. Good for them. Right. But when when yeah. people get snubbed a lot, that gets frustrating. 
But then they can be nominated the next year. Yeah, and that's why it's a hopeful institution. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I mean, for Joe, it's a hopeful institution. You know, because like we're gonna talk about the B fifty twos. Yeah, Yay. and they're they're they've never been nominated, which is which crazy. is wild. But you've got to imagine something's gonna happen they can't be ignored so you can I mean, look I don't know they haven't they've been ignored yeah i mean they've been ignored but that's that's the thing about the hall it, versus something like the grammys where it's like this oh, album your year it's like steely dan will forever have the 2001 grammy for best album mm-hmm. like certain you know albums and records will never get recognized for grammys yeah uh but at the rock hall it's like anyone could get Essentially, a lifetime Anything achievement can award at the Rock Hall. <laughs> wow, a place where at the dreams Rock Hall. come true. <laughs> uh, but the opening line to Hall of Fame, the musical. Yeah. Why uh, did you pick the B fifty twos? I'm curious about your personal well, connection to them. And it comes from a place of, I mean, I, I just can't believe that that band in particular has been ignored for so long. Mm-hmm. The B fifty twos is like the 1980s. Truly, mm-hmm. there's no other. There's no other band. They encapsulate that decade perfectly. Yeah. Although I think what's interesting is their their two biggest releases were at the early nineties. It was yeah. like seventy seventy nine and then eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Seventy nine was Rock Lobster. The, yeah, that was the the first album, the self titled, and then right. eighty nine was Cosmic Thing, which is, you know, right. Love Shack. Uh and, and so Rome. it's Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting that they now are considered to be an eighties band. And like they kind of had their tent poles are at the beginning mm-hmm. and end of the, and of the yet decade. that tent goes all over that decade. You it know, does. They it put really their, does. You put a tent pole at the beginning of a decade <laughs> and one at the end. What's where's the tent going? It's covering Wait a second. the decade hey, it's in between. Protecting the, that entire decade. Um, what do the B fifty twos mean to you, Oscar? The B fifty twos is a straight up party. You know what I mean? Yes, they're yes. they're the party band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and. The beef did. Uh, I think they're just iconic and sort of bringing that. Like they're from Athens, Georgia, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And they, I think they like brought a huge revolutionary scene to the mainstream. I mean, REM is also from Athens, Georgia, and mm-hmm. B fifty two sort of started all of that, right? Not to mention, you know, RuPaul also mm-hmm. is RuPaul also from from Athens, Georgia. Yes, <gasps> Lady Bunny as well, and they all. It's just they like such a queer music scene it totally in the is. late 70s then, I yeah. guess that's yeah. when that's all as starting. Ma- as a matter of fact, you can see RuPaul in the video for Love, Love Shack. I do know that RuPaul was in the video for Love Shack, mm-hmm. but I did not know that's because they were from... They're friends. They were like... I mean, I thought it was just more from like probably... To me, I was like, oh, it's probably from like New York... Oh, yeah. you know club mm-hmm. scene because yeah, yeah, they have, yeah. they have like, plenty of friends from yeah. that right. era and scene as well right yeah but that crew than... went to new york to start like a whole bunch of parties there yeah and then they sort of took yeah. over they were like they were like underground then they became mainstream and like love shack you can't i mean that song ain't going nowhere right no Mm-mm-mm. that'll that be at every wedding literally the day ever, we die i mean forever and ever and ever yeah. till the day we die that song will live beyond anything right uh and I mean, come on, that's what what's there's very few songs that that's true about. Right. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Uh, but there's also very there's very few bands that have a song that popular mm-hmm. or that I would say ubiquitous. 
mm-hmm. um, that are also taken seriously as artists. Yeah, that's Oftentimes, true. that yes. is a death knell. That can be the that's a novelty. It becomes yeah, a they novelty become a novelty song. song. No one accused the B fifty twos of selling out. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was as popular as as songs get. Yeah. Uh, and Athens, Georgia, when they were there and starting shit, was not really cool. No. It was like they kind of made it, you is know. Is there a school there? I believe that the, it was just is like that where the University of the Georgia uni- is. Yeah, yeah. The University of Georgia. So there's okay. like the campus, the University of Georgia, and then apparently everything outside of there at the time was pretty rural. Yeah. Uh, and and not cool. Uh, and, you know, REM, they were proud of being from Athens because of the B 52s. Mm-hmm. You know, just a fun then, little connection. That is such a is fun R- little connection. Is R.E.M. in the... Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, Come on! They're uh, one of those bands that got in as soon as they were eligible. What? Yeah. That's... Mm, I don't they're know. They're great. I think they absolutely should be I mean, R.E.M. I think they're great, ass. but come on. Are, you're going you're gonna to diss the B-52s like well, that? Well, exactly. This is the thing, though. The the hall... I hate that I'm about to like talk... Drop some knowledge. such <laughs> expert knowledge. It's just like... The hall does not respect the order of operations. Mm. Like mm-hmm. things are they, all out of order. Things are all out of order. They're all out of whack. A lot of times, it just depends on kind of more whether a band is appealing to the current hall voters. Like REM is a more mainstream rock band than the B52s are or ever were. Mm. And yes, so for. Sure. for Hall voters who venerate the 60s and tend to skew older, whiter, and male. Mm. Like, Mm. the the REM is like, oh, yeah, I'm comfortable with that. A rock band of four white guys. Mm -hmm. I am comfortable Mm -hmm. with that. And also what they were able to, they just hit a few more of the checkmark boxes. You know, their, their career span was super long with, you know, what, what you would consider pivotal albums mm-hmm. nearly like every few years, hu- a huge amount of Big huge hits. songs. Uh, yeah. It's, you get the case a little bit more for why that this group right. of, especially like critics and nobody would love was thinking R.E.M. Like we can, we got to hold it up before we got to get the B-52s in before, because although I think, Oh my gosh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Although I think geographically, yes, the influence is very clear. I don't necessarily think musically, like the tributary needs to be opened by the B fifty twos to yeah. let REM in. You wouldn't think you wouldn't think of that without knowing the knowledge. Yeah, right. I didn't. Re- I mean, I knew they were both from there, but I didn't. I I had not put them together as like um, part of the same scene. But then I think about Stand because what? Um, yeah, uh, uh, shiny happy collab. people and shiny, shiny yeah. happy people and like those kind of songs are very. B-52s influenced mm-hmm. and what's and her Kate face Pearson is Kate is Pearson on is Shiny on Happy Shiny People, people. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's really interesting that there is such a queer music scene from from so long ago that broke through like because those are major artists to make an impact on that were current, queer that were queer it's yeah. like so like meaningful mm-hmm. I mean to think that like you know Michael Stipe being such a huge rock star and like you know Fred Schneider being a, I mean, like, 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 <laughs> yeah, can, like, it's a straight up dandy. Yeah. yeah, especially Fred Schneider, who is flamboyant. Yes. I mean, so, you know, Michael Stipe is, is more of the like brooding artist yeah. And, yeah. and doesn't, uh, you know, his sexuality was not, yeah, not confirmed was, for, yeah. for a long time. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, with Fred Schneider and like their whole look is yes. well, extremely that's campy and the kitschy. Camp, the kitschiness, the fun of it, the flair, but it was so the flavor. Tr- of its time. It yes. was so true to the time. Well, you know? and when you say that they moved to New York and started these parties and stuff, I think of that as like the thing that like moved the like late 70s glam to early 90s like kind of house music yeah. kind of stuff. It, it, it was filtered through the tent of the 80s which mm-hmm. was like the underground club scene yeah. in mm-hmm. new york yeah. which was kind of like where madonna and drag and the vogue balls and all that stuff were happening it's like and then boom the 90s happen and what bursts forward from that like fermentation is these big hits that happen in the public eye mm-hmm. that are filtered through this decade of like underground queerness, which was like you had Grooves in the Heart, you had Vogue, yeah. and then you had Love Shack, which is like these big, ubiquitous, giant hits that were fed by this underground scene. Yeah, and ultimately it was queer, right? Yeah. And it wasn't blatant like, this is a gay song, but these were sung by queer a queer or queer adjacent artist yeah. mm-hmm. you know so like i think that's super super important but let, let's not forget too the 80s was a time where everything was bright and very sugary saturated and and it bled into the early 90s too i can't help but think like peewee's playhouse was yeah. very much in the style of mm-hmm. i think like b52s and peewee are like and also and sister, you know oscar I mean? montoya's aesthetic i would say uh oh, yeah. certainly yes, um millennial peewee yeah like <laughs> yeah. really Truly. no way you would never put on a suit though no you're, but that's what like, makes me a that's millennial. millennial yeah you're yeah. like garbage peewee exactly yeah trash <laughs> trash peewee you're like you're, you're like if if peewee's playhouse took place in a garbage yeah. can yeah. Mm-hmm. like oh my God. if it if it would if it happened <laughs> Sell in a big, it? if it happened in a big dumpster hell yeah like that oh, would God, you I could host you we have to call out the new oscar the grouch Oh, is, yeah. is, oh, my is gosh. Gay. oh my gosh! Wait, what? I'm I'm saying because his name's oh, Oscar, and you're oh, you're yeah. saying he belongs I mean, in a trash can. aesthetic, camp. my aesthetic is purely encapsulated by the shirt that I'm wearing. It's yeah. a cute little panda bear, and on it it says troll. It's and like, an airbrushed air, panda like you'd, bear. Like you get at Six Flags. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Like, mm-hmm. and this is to me is B52. And like for know? him, yeah. also, I do want to iterate that this is not. He's not thinking of himself like he's trolling you. He thinks of himself as a. Actual troll. troll. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> with, troll. with the bright long yeah. hair and oh, the bejeweled, yeah. like a bejeweled troll navel. Doll. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, I did, did definitely did derail us in that one. Um, They'll the, see a picture. You know what's interesting about like kind of sneaking gay culture into the mainstream is with the camp and the kitsch, it's almost like for the people who aren't paying attention, it's like, oh, this is a callback to the 50s. Yes. This is retro. Yes. Because you think about like the beehive hairdo. Which is yes. huge in the 80s, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the 80s was so inspired by like 50s stuff i think about this all the time about how it's like in the 80s because someone was talking about their kids oh because on big little lies they had a disco party recently oh right like laura dern throws a disco party for her child for her seven-year-old seventh birthday and i'm like who wants a disco party and then i remembered that in the 80s 
kids would throw sock hop parties. We would throw Mm -hmm. like poodle skirt parties. And I'm like, oh, it only makes sense that now kids would think, yeah, the 70s disco. Because I mean, I can't I can't imagine like why we did it. We liked like oldies music. and we mm -hmm. thought it was fun. Because it was all over media. Right. Every big movie. I mean, like Dirty Dancing. Right. Oh, Stand By Me. They were all uh, the Sandlot. They were all like 50s and 60s. Right. The Wonder Years. Wonder Years. What's what's happening? in the 70s now that kids are seeing well i've always thought it's been like (laughs) it's been like a it's been like a 20 year thing yeah yeah right like happy days came about in the 70s right and then the wonder years was in the 80s Mm -hmm. and then we started Mm -hmm. to get things like that 70s show in the in the 90s Mm yeah and then the next decade it was getting to 80s like freaks and geeks although we've kind of it feels like we've stuck in the 80s a little bit well now we're we're in the 90s 90s. we're like we're getting we're finally getting the 90s it felt like it took a while though yeah with all these reboots well because the 90s were so much the 70s i guess i think of that the 90s were like about like I just remember that kind of the fashion in particular Mm -hmm. of the 90s feeling my mom being like wow I knew this day would come but I also didn't know this day would come that like you would want to wear like bell-bottom jeans yeah and like Mm -hmm. you know like she that she's like literally things I wore in high school you are now wanting to wear in high school makes you think like 20 years from now like what's the thing people are gonna copy yeah from now because we're already we were already hoverboards and iPhones (laughs) (laughs) assuming those things didn't take over yeah they're they're not the norm assuming our our president isn't a hoverboard yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I one so we we kind of touched on it a little bit, but like it's it's hard to suss out why someone gets in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and mm-hmm. why they don't. And I think part of it is that music is so subjective, mm-hmm. right? Like how how can you you can love a band and, and then it's hard in your heart to say like, well, maybe they don't belong, yeah. right? Uh, or if you hate a band, but then you have to find it within you to say, okay, but they are deserving, even though I do think they suck, bon right? Jovi. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, t- to me and you, but then mm-hmm. someone else might be like, I, Bon Jovi means so much to me. Sure. But they're like, I don't understand I why Roxy Music are in the Hall of Fame. That. Yes. You know? Yeah. Roxy Music yeah. got in last So in, in an attempt to uh, approach this thing objectively, I've come up with a list of oh. categories oh. that I think mm-hmm. if an artist does well in enough of them, then you can make a, uh, an objective claim yeah. for their worthiness in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so we're going to evaluate the b 52 And if not, I'll just jump off a bridge. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you'll you'll take. I'll cease uh, to exist. Take That's your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> let's, but let's evaluate the B fifty twos after we take a little break. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We hope over the break. I hope that you got um, that you learned something you didn't know about a friend of yours through their Instagram stories. Okay. Yeah, I hope that specific like like you got some insight into their life and how and why they are. Mm-hmm. If you're ever curious about someone, check out their Instagram stories. Check out their stories. They'll mm-hmm. show you what they want you to see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll see the projected image for sure. All right. So the B52s became eligible for the 2004 ceremony. That is wild. They have been eligible, eligible for, for 15 plus years. 15 It's been 15 uh, years since then. Wow. And the who, who let that happen, any huh? ha- any hall connections going in uh the B52s specifically Fred Schneider and Kate Pearson inducted Martha and the Vandellas. Oh, in 1995. Okay. Uh and there's a very funny clip uh it's funny because i mean they're performing martha and the vandellas are performing uh dancing in the streets mm-hmm. and it's great and they're rocking and in the background fred and kate 
are just like dancing, like almost like go-go dancing a little yeah. bit, and it is borderline distracting. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see this clip. Are, yeah. they, are they on stage? They're on stage. Yeah, they're like behind the Vandellas, and like they're doing like Fred's throwing. They're like he's the casting Ellas. <gasps> Fred casts a line, and then That's Kate so like dances. Fun. Oh my gosh, this was like before the cheerleaders did it on SNL. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or yeah, right around then. That's uh, like when all of culture was being co-opted. It's very yeah. interesting. Um, but it's yeah, it's. Uh, uh, it's maybe a Does little the video too much. Still exists. It's online, and I'll I'll post, Will you post it. it. Yeah, I'll post it on Twitter. We'll watch for it sure. after this episode. Yeah. And you know, Fred Schneider has uh, he's commented on being snubbed back in two thousand. Back in two thousand eight, he was like, "Hey, Rock Hall, what, what? are you doing?" <laughs> I want to know why we're not inducted. Uh, no, he was like, uh, he was like, it kind of seems like a lot of our peers are getting inducted, and you know, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, you know, he was just like, I think he said like he made a case for they should have inducted us immediately because you know he was they were seeing REM and the Talking yeah. Heads and Blondie and you know yeah. the Ramones and the people that they kind of the, came like, up with art rock scene. I mean I guess like them and Devo I guess are the two kind of like of that era art rocky 80s band yeah. um that are still on the snubs list lit. yeah well, let's go through these uh let's go through these categories first up critical acclaim mm-hmm. ooh hot uh, question What's their critical acclaim? The critics love them. The critics love them? Yes. Yeah. I mean, critics I know, love I, them. Well, Audiences I, <laughs> love them. Everybody loves them. Well, because I know that they're an art... I mean, I know that they... I understand why critics would like them. Yes. Because it, they're cool. Like, yes. they're so cool. They're so... And fun. Edgy and fun and underground. And they're, what a, like, yeah. accessibly underground. Yes, you know? that's the thing. I mean, they're, they're definitely, like, yeah, they're weird, too. But, like, and that's approachably what appe- yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah, and that's what appeals to critics is that... accessibly underground. Yeah. Ooh. Some. 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 Some people Most might, might say some just... Pe- Approachably weird. <laughs> okay. I guess whatever. Uh, but yeah, they're challenging, you know, and that's that's what I think appeals to critics. And also just that era is something that critics have a real big boner for mm. is the, the art rock of the late 70s is, you know, and that kind right. of thing. And I mean, honestly, when you reminded me that Roxy Music is in, even though I forget it all the time. Mm-hmm. And you I, sure do. You watch I, them get inducted. I watch them get inducted. In front of you. I chose them in the draft. Mm-hmm. Like I predicted that they would be in. I always forget that they are in. And it and this moment. OK, gosh. No, did you forget like, why you started saying this? No, <laughs> no, but I did forget if they had been uh, um, uh, nominated before. No. This was their first. Oh, so wow. I think what's going to happen, I think I think that's it's what we call an the, FYN. An FYN. I think that could be the B-52s as well. because First year nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, maybe they've been I, eligible for a long time. But as soon as they get on the ballot, it almost feels like, wait, where have they been? Yeah, yeah. they're like, a, but but to me, I'm like, damn it. You're telling me that like Roxy Music is in and the B-52s are not just as far as like culturally. I understand linear time wise. Right. It mm-hmm. makes sense to put mm-hmm. Roxy in first. Yes. But fame wise. And I'm sorry, just to, uh, I don't think you mentioned this, but who gets to vote? On, uh, so there's a gets... nominating committee who comes up with the right. nominees, and that's you Not know animals. they eat a big yeah. <laughs> they eat a big hoagie. They don't they do meet that. In the... This is something Kristen interpreted, <laughs> and now she has lost her mind. <laughs> they they uh, meet in a, the Rolling Stone building, and it's like critics, artists. It's like some musicians, uh, the sandwich label people. Um, 
you know, yeah, journalisty people, music industry people. As a whole, though, not each topic. And then the, the, the it goes out to the voting vote. body, and then the voting West body is, is comprised of people right. like uh, who have been nom- who have been inducted. Okay. If you get inducted, you get to vote. So it's primarily. So this is not a secretive thing. No, you can, you know who's. It's like if, if like a co- the cop rules. If I have to ask you, like, are you in? The, are you? Yeah. <laughs> that famous real. Uh, <laughs> I mean, rule. if I ask you for your cop, you have to say yes or no. Yeah. Same thing with are you? TV. If you're on the nomcom, yeah, uh, they, uh, yeah, you know who's on the nominating committee. You don't exactly they know don't who's voting. They don't release a list, though. I of guess who's they the put nom-com. it on the on the uh, like pamphlet you get if you're on the floor at the induction ceremony. Ooh la la! Because you get a little literature. So you can pay for you get access. That seat, you get like that with yeah. most things. Uh, anyway. Uh, we were talking over each other for a full a minute. I'm lost. Uh, <laughs> hoagies, yes, hoagies. Yes, no okay, hoagies. So it's also like, how did they get everyone's toppings right on that big of a sandwich? What's uh, really interesting is Kristen came up with this hoagie joke in her head, and then we we talked to actual people who are in the nominating committee, and she just she just no, launched into on. her we she launched into her on. hoagie joke, it's and they were like, real. "What are you talking about?" And they you were like, "Y'all eat a hoagie," Joe, and I was like, "Kristen, they haven't real. heard this podcast, they don't know," and they're like, "No, there's nothing wrong with the catering. What are you, you talking about?" Some, <laughs> you say something enough times, it becomes real, baby. Someone told thing, me you, they would enjoy an enamel pin. Of the Rock Hall hoagie. I think it's you say things enough times, people are confirmed that you're insane. (laughs) (laughs) We're changing the name of the podcast. It's Who Cares About the Rock Hoagie. (laughs) All right. All right. So So when we talk about critical... nominating committee, though, you do know who's on it. Mm. But then the voting body is comprised of everybody who has been inducted. In in addition addition to to a bunch of other industry people... You know, gotcha. even more journalists, even more musicians, et cetera. And also the people at the museum get like one one thousandth of a vote. No, the people online. Oh, where they get one ballot. People online. Oh, that's online? Oh. Yeah. The hall, the one that's happening. The kiosk the is for fun. That has no impact. I mean, the top two last year were Steven Nicks and Def Leppard, and they both both got inducted. At so. the hall, at the actual museum, you can vote on a kiosk. And that like just literally says anybody? Me. Yeah, you can like, yeah. put anybody. my name in there? Yes. yes. Weird Al put his own name in recently. Amazing. Although Weird Al, yeah, but he's you know, a real person. He's a but yeah, actual recording own. artist. Uh, yeah. At any rate, the uh, critical acclaim <laughs> kind of ties into like these Rolling Stone lists a little bit. Like if if they appear on any of these lists, that's a good sign that they have acclaim critically, and it ties into the next category, which is classic albums. Do you guys think there is any uh, showing from the B52s on Rolling Stone's 500 greatest albums of all time? I do not. You're gonna say no. Oscar, what do you think? 500, 500. That's not a lot of albums. Now, keep in mind how much they love the 60s. Right. So Um, I'm going to say yes. Maybe Cosmic cosmic Thing might be on on that list. That's your guess? Okay. There is one album. What? Is it Cosmic Thing? It's not Cosmic Thing. It's not. It's their debut. Oh, no way. Which is called The B-52. The B-52. Yeah, from 1979. They would. That's what that's what Rolling Stone... No, that's what Rolling Stone would do. That Uh, really is what they would do. That makes the most sense. It is like they would be... They would put their not commercially successful one. I mean, that that was a commercially successful album. But they would put the one that makes them seem the most in touch. Well, yeah. I mean, you could also make a case, though, that that album was extremely influential it was this weird sound and it was their debut i mean that influenced a lot of people um, that first album's like pivotal mm-hmm. i would say and according to rolling stone a classic i you, think oh. it's in the 490s 
Okay, out of 500, what do you think, Oscar? I think... Or I maybe think the 460s. 464. Early, early 400s. 463. Guys, 1979. It's going to be like 12. The B-52s. No. I, that's crazy. Eponymous debut album, 152. No, no way. Shut up. Yeah. I'm usually very good at this, and this is the worst it's I've ever done. I've never been there. more than... I've never been more Come than on, 50 away. Come on, this is crazy. It is up there. Wow, that really bodes well for them. I cannot mm-hmm. believe they have not been nominated. Yeah, this is. I'm telling you right now, this I have never done worse. I guess really, I, I, I am. <laughs> I, but in I, shock I'm right on the now. same campus. You were you. thinking I on the it was same four like hundreds. No, I mean like this is but a. They really love this album. It's a definitively classic album. I'm curious. What's Did number it change? One? What's in the top ten? Number one is Sgt. Pepper. Number two oh. is Pet Sounds. Number three is Revolver. Four is Highway 65, 61, revisited by by Dylan. Uh, it's a lot of Beatles, Rubber Soul, then What's Going On by Marvin Gaye, then Exile oh. by Stones, London Calling by The Clash, oh. Blonde on Blonde, White and then Album. Exile by Liz Fair, and then... It's on here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it Eventually, should be, not, but not it's not in the top, in the top 10. 10. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. So, and I would say the the classic albums that, from the B-52s, it's that debut, and then their comeback, Cosmic Thing, yeah. for sure. Uh, and then I would say... So interesting that you called it a comeback. Yeah, I mean... Well, they were gone. Where did they go? What were they doing? I mean, Ricky Wilson, oh, right. the guitarist, died R-A-P, R-A-P. of AIDS. What? Oh. Yeah. In, uh, right around the time of the release of their 86 album. What was their 86 album? Bouncing Off the Satellites. And they didn't, do, they didn't do any press. They were, I mean, they were depressed, obviously. Yeah, they were uh, depressed. Yeah, no press, depressed. Yeah. Uh, and then they more or less split up. Uh, and we're like, we don't, we can't continue without yeah. him. You know, he also, he did a lot of the instrumentation and he was one of the masterminds behind the music. So then they were kind of gone and then they decided to come back and, and they had How this... many albums did they put out? Well, can you give me their dis- discography? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Please? So 1979 is the eponymous B-52s. Then Wild Planet is 1980. That has... Private Idaho on it. Oh, yeah. I like that. Uh, Wild Planet's a, another a one I would put just below classic, but like is a is a pretty great Notable. one. Notable. And then Honorable Whammy mention. is 1983. Then Whammy? Bouncing Off the Satellites is 1986. And then Cosmic Thing is 89. Good Stuff is 92. And then that was pretty much. Oh, I remember Good Stuff. It was pretty much it until Funplex in 2008, and that's the last album. What they is wrote that? Out. That was I their 2000s album. Was it any good? Well, it was okay. It's fine. You know. But yeah, that's uh, those are kind of the albums from the B-52s. Now let's talk about iconic slash recognizable songs. I mean, and let's talk do about, do you think... <laughs> this is the next category. So Rolling Stone also has a list of songs. Yes, I definitely... Or I think that if that album is on there, then we got at least one song. I think there might be Rock two. I think it's Rock Lobster for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, but then what else? I don't think that I. I wonder if they would put Love Shack on there because it's so. But I think I if w- they have two, if they have one, it's Rock Lobster. Yes, and if they have two, it's Love Rock Shack. Lobster and Love Shack. Agreed. On the list of 500 songs. If you say there's three, I'm going to be if like. If you tell me what? there's two. two. Okay, two. Oh, okay, two. And are we correct? Yes. Great. Okay. Okay. What, what did better? Rock Lobster no, did way now, better Rock than Love Shack. Make your guesses. Way better Make than your guesses. So this is yeah. where we guess. This okay. Is fun. Yes, yes, yes. So I think that then Rock Lobster. It's going to be... I'm going to say it's going to be real high. I mean, I'm like, is it 89? Ooh, I don't think no. it's that high. I want to say it it's like 220? 200. Ooh, yeah. What do you think, 220? 200 to 220. Okay, you're going to say, okay, you're say that's rock, rock is... Rock Lobster, we're going to put in two, 220. Mm-hmm. 223, and 223. Yes, I like that. And 
Love Shack or like one ninety seven. I could also see it there. Yeah, but only those two numbers. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's it. Well, I'm just I'm getting yeah. a vibe. Uh-huh. I'm trying to feel. Yeah, I'm trying feel... to get back in tune with the chart. I mm-hmm. used to be so good. At I know. This so what I, happened to you? I. Uh, I guess I want to say Love Shack is going to be in the I think late three I think it's to be like four four twelve. Okay, guys. Ooh, I love that number. Love Shack comes in at two forty six. Oh what? my <laughs> god! And Rock Lobster comes it's like in five hundred at one forty seven. This is wow. crazy! Wow! Posting numbers wow. on, the, on the Rolling Stone list. They are doing well. Now here's the thing. I those two Dare I say iconic? Yes. Like Yeah. Those two are extremely iconic. Obviously Rock Lobster is an extremely iconic song. We were at the beach. Everybody had matching towels. Somebody went under a dock and there they saw a rock. It wasn't a rock. That's the song that got John Lennon to start recording music again. Uh, Wait, what? Wait, Rock Lobster? Yes. Huh? Wait, huh? (laughs) So so John Lennon stopped making music to raise his son, Sean, with Yoko. And to continue to ignore his first son. Yes, and to ignore Julian. Uh, he, He was... Actively had to stop music to ignore yeah. his like, first son. like, I really need to but stop was... making music. I haven't been ignoring my first son enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I left music to focus on my true passion, ignoring Julian. <laughs> um, but no, he was a little disillusioned by the music, music industry in general. Took about five years off. Was in a club in Bermuda, and they were playing Rock Lobster. And he was like, holy shit, because he was hearing the Yoko influence. Because those oh, noises right. that yeah. they make is very Yoko. Yoko. Oh, my God. Oh my Extremely God. Yoko. Yeah. yeah. And, and he was like, oh, I got, they're ready for us. Like, we try, I tried to, we tried doing this with Yoko and they hated it. And now they've caught up. I got to go wake up my wife and we got to get to the studio. And We're then he still went, sleeping in bed. We're still having a love-in. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I checked out for a second to go to Bermuda yeah. to hit the club. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm back in the love-in. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then they recorded Double Fantasy, which was his last album. Right. Which was released in 1980. What was that hit song that they had? Uh, just Like Starting Over yeah, was the, was like the starting, big one off, yeah. off that. I truly don't know how that song goes. It's like it's almost like it's a like 50s like throwback. Yeah. It's a very nice song. It's a cute song. So yeah, Rock Lobster f- fucked does people not up. Sound like Rock Lobster? Because rock, rock Lobster was huge. Yeah, it was. It's well, so also, strange. It's a yeah. seven-minute song. Yeah. Yes. They with it noises go, goes and on for so long. What is the song so really about? Uh, yeah. right. Rock Lobster. What I mean, yeah. it feels like a weird demented children's song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know yes. What I mean? Right. Because it's it's like an old McDonald for uh, weird seventies. Say it again. Yes. Pee Wee. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I guess he was in uh, a, a 
dingy club and they didn't have a light show they just had a slideshow and it was just like a bunch of weird shit and like it was like a lobster and like a clam and like that that was kind of got him thinking it was a giant clam uh <laughs> we i run an all lady dance party called dance dance party party and i have mentioned it on the show before come but, on out uh if you're yeah, a woman come in on LA. out if you're a woman in la or chicago or new york oh, uh satel- or we have other campuses. places as well but we would love to have you uh but we um played i remember like maybe seven years ago someone played it's really dangerous to play a long song at ddpp because people can get bored of it Mm -hmm. after a while you know it's like it's a risk you want to keep it moving yeah Yeah. it's a risk and someone played rock lobster which is a risky move in the middle of the you know a playlist and it people it was amazing People were on the floor sizzling like bacon. Like mm-hmm. everyone was acting out all the different moments of the song. It's a real freak flag song. It is. Yes. It is. That mm-hmm. is a correct way to put yeah. it, yeah. Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so the other iconic. The freak flag, she fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love fly. Shack she is fly. like the other iconic, iconic song. Right. Rusted. Tin roof rusted. Tin roof rusted. Tin roof rusted. And yeah. She was just saying words. Mm-hmm. That and that, but, but that's that's, he, that's why he went. A uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Because he didn't know what she was saying. But it does mean. I don't. It doesn't. It, I thought that it meant no, um, being pregnancy? pregnant. Pregnancy? Nope. That's what people think it is. But she, Cindy was like, I just said ran, I just said Sing whatever random words stuff. that I could, that I was thinking about. And it's come to mean being pregnant. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, they were just, yeah. You're is what? A- Pregnant is the expectation. Tin roof rusted, rusted is what she said. So people were like, context clues, it must mean that she's pregnant. But he was when just saying. Pregnant, he was like, I don't know, I just, whatever, right? And, yeah, and he was saying, you're what? Because he didn't hear her. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't know what she said. <laughs> uh, and then Private Idaho. Super recognizable. Rome. And then, yeah, so here's the thing. Rome is very recognizable. Rome is great and very recognizable. Big hit. I think that's where it ends in terms of songs mm-hmm. that everybody knows. Yeah, yes. those four. I actually think Rome above Private Idaho. Yeah, probably because Ro- mm-hmm. Rome went to like number three. It was yeah. like a huge radio. It hit. It was a huge hit. Yeah. What was that song off the '92 album? Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, the song "Good Stuff." I remember that song. That's just because I was watching a lot of MTV at yeah. one time in my and life. And that's not one that has really yeah, withstood the test not. of time. No. Right. But I think this is that's kind of what hurts the B-52s is like everybody knows four songs, mm-hmm. but then unless you're listening to the albums, you don't know anything else. Yeah. 
yeah. there's some great tracks on those albums. But so like, great. Also, the other thing too is that like what I love about the B52s is that they're weird, but they're all over the place. Like they have like different kinds of weirdness, weird songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think people expecting to to listen to a, a, a B52 song will expect Rock Lobster twelve times when in fact it's not that right it's just mm-hmm. gonna be weird and uh, different kinds of weird yeah yeah, they're, yeah. What, they're what what's a song you think exemplifies that um concept my favorite b52 song is a song for the future generation mm-hmm. and it is so cool and is that funny the name of the weird. song yep okay <laughs> and <laughs> you're not describing it <laughs> no it's the name of the actual song and it's a weird cool it's, first of all it's a song for the future generation yeah. <laughs> It I don't remember the really name of the song. But it, it, <laughs> um, I want to hear it. It's really cool because it's it's spoken and it's sort okay, of like you're it's losing like me. It's video, spoken. It's like it's really cool. Did it ever have a video? What album is it? From? I don't think they had a video. Maybe they had a video, but what's I don't it from? Um, yeah, there's. I, I, I watched the video last night for this one. Oh, they Joe have did a video. some research. Yeah, Joe oh. researches. It's, me, it's off the so album Whammy, mm-hmm. the one that like has no hits. Yeah, it's one of like kind of the in between ones. Does Private Idaho on Whammy? No, nothing's no, that's on, on Whammy. Wild no. Planet. So, so this is one right after Wild Planet. Hitless Whammy. And so that one's great. Everyone should listen to that whammy. one. Wait, and my other favorite song is. Can we hear, can we hear is... a second of it? Hey, I'm Fred the Cancerian of New Jersey. I like collecting records and exploring the cave of the unknown. Hello, I'm Susie of Pisces, and I like chihuahuas and Chinese noodles. So it's funny. like a dating video yeah, from the like, 80s and it's like and it's so funny like that's funny yes. you know what i mean like like it's funny before that was fucking hack right you know what yeah. i mean yeah. funny, it, was before, it was before people were going hi i'm so and so and i liked long walks on the beach it was like right. yeah they were they, they were, were doing it they were doing it before people yeah. were doing kind of making fun of like boomers yes. a little bit and oh. yeah uh, very I love funny. it. That is a great. Thank you for it bringing that into a my life. B O P Bop. Wait, and what's your other song that you like? Give me back my man. Give me right. back my man. Is and that that's... a '50s inspired ditty? Mm. Sounds like, to me that sounds. It's about a shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love this like scream singing like that like kind of kathleen hannah (laughs) like it's very proto it's very proto punk singing you Mm -hmm. know like yeah uh uh i really love that today there was an article in the new york times that tracks the influences because it's the 40th anniversary of that first album all right Today. I, I, oh, I don't know. It's soon-ish. Today. I don't know when soon-ish. exactly that first album came out. Soon-ish. Uh, soon-ish. But this year, you know. <laughs> Not blackish. Soon-ish. soon-ish. <laughs> uh, yeah, in, in July of 1979. So what? It was, yeah. 40-year anniversary. So <gasps> the, New York, the New York Times put out an interactive thing today that was 
tracking the influences of the B-52s and then the songs that they influence track by track from that first album. Whoa. It's really cool. And they have a You'll bikini kill. Out yes. of they here. There's a bikini kill song in there and it's uh, yeah. it's really cool. I mean, like that singing, that style of singing is very iconic and very influential. But also no one was doing that before that. Yeah, that's what I yeah. mean. It's proto-punk. Mm, 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 She's uh, out there. Next category is commercial success. Mama, uh, yeah. take me to the wedding. <laughs> drop me on yeah. the dance floor. You know, right? Yeah, especially with that with the cosmic thing, it was able to you know bump yeah. them back up into being like a uh, you know the platinum selling yeah mm-hmm. uh, artist. So I mean, I th- they it. made some money. I love it because they're <laughs> so weird. I just love it. I love them doing their weird things with their drag queen friends. Just. Mm-hmm. Having, and they're little freaks. Yeah. That's what's so cool. It's like freaks making music, freaks making art. It's a scene. Mm-hmm. It harkens to John Waters, who's truly my hero. So it's like yeah. in that same camp. And again, it's regurgitating the 50s and 60s camp? Cu- Would you culture. Say the camp camp? The camp. Yeah, camp camp. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine you. having a camp. Summer camp. Come on. I'm just camp. Wow. Camp oh camp. Oh, my Lord. Uh, uh, Good luck getting all those freaks into the wilderness. <laughs> Good luck. And kind of talking about that that comeback that ties into like longevity. You know, they start in '79, and while it like dissipated a little bit, it came back in a huge way in in '89. Ten years in, mm-hmm. and they had their their biggest success ten years into their career, which was really you cool. You might say that the world was ready for them. Wow, they caught up. You know. I mean, they weren't ready at first, you know, but. they weren't. I don't think yeah, that no. Rock Lobster was like breaking any sales records, you know. I mean, it did well. It actually, I mean, it sold really well. So mm. it kind of was like this. What is this new thing? This is exciting. Yeah. We haven't heard this before. This sounds like nothing else. Mm-hmm. What the hell is going on? Yeah. But like uh, a big mainstream. But then in, like, t- in 10 years, then it like the even was like, tenfold, yes. you know. Uh, and then the next category is innovation influence. We've already kind of talked about this, especially innovation. Like who fucking sounded like them? What the what they were able to put together and make, taking influences from like surf guitar. Well, and I'm also hearing like I'm hearing the Cure. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like mm-hmm. the kind of bassness of it, like the, yeah. the bass lines of yeah. it are very Cure to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of like. Well, because it's a new wave art sound. pop, yeah. yeah. It's art like pop, an art pop new, new wave, wave sound like, that, like, you hear in like some of the Go Go's mm-hmm. and the Cure and the B fifty twos. It's a similar sound that comes. It's post punk, right? Mm-hmm. It comes from the kind of uh, aesthetics and uh, sound of punk, but then is morphed into this new. Yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like danceable mm-hmm. punk. Yeah. you yeah. know, it's like music that you want to bop to and not kind of like. Um, mosh too it's yeah. subversive it's weird it's artistic artistic it's... weirdly political in the sense that it's sort of pointless right in it's avant-garde yeah yeah Ooh, true and yeah incredibly fun period. yes yeah and also fun how does it manage to do that because that's that's <laughs> the know? that's the that's point the magic ingredient that is like, the magic ingredient being weird is one thing being weird and fun mm-hmm. holy shit yeah uh, I think Devo's I th- is like another band that yeah. can do that well. Yeah. Yes. But, and I also, when or I Oingo think about Boingo. that, I think that's like what Yoko was missing. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, was yeah, the fun. fun. Well, because like, have you too tried serious, baby, to to up its own ass? When you, know? you try to listen to stuff that's avant garde, and you have to like trick yourself into being like, I enjoy this. Yeah. This I'm enjoying this. This is good. But like, there's no tricking yourself. You don't have to pretend that you're like smart <laughs> to yeah. enjoy the B fifty two. Yeah, good taste. You can. Yeah, you can just like go all in uh, naturally. You yeah. go it's organic. all in and go off, Queen. Hell yeah. Do it. And, the and then with the influence of the B-52s, I think it's more in spirit than it is in sound. Like there's a little bit of what you were saying with like the the bikini kill and there's you can hear, especially in the, if you look at this New York Times article, the way they map it out is really cool. Yeah. I'm interested. About Send like, it to me. Hey, a, tag like, me, Joe, or I won't read it. Okay. <laughs> but like there's some like Slater Kinney songs that yeah, like have that kind of thing in it too. I oh, mean yeah. like that whole style of singing is very um, 90s, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Riot mm-hmm. Girl yes. style. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think the influence of just like allowing yourself to be experimental and fun is probably their most lasting influence over music that came after mm-hmm. them. And also the fact that, I mean, like, let's really think about it. It's a bunch of weirdos, number one. Two people in like weird beehive hairstyles. Mm-hmm. A man who cannot sing to save his life. <laughs> Talk sings loudly, right? Yeah. Two women who sing the bridge and the chorus, right? Yeah. Like. And he's doing most of the singing, right? He's like the they were vo- like, he's, yeah. "Hey, we're better. We're like leagues better than you." Does he play any you? instruments? No. no! <laughs> it's 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 like letting that guy who skanks in the yeah, mighty it's mighty like boss tone. The boss tone. <laughs> like he's like, "Here, you have man. your your own song." He's like, "Really?" Like. Fred Schneider should has no right singing anything at all, right? And that, but he works for this band. Yes, like he's the perfect sound vocally for this band because it's about having fun, right? It's not. It's not technically musically sound. It's not like I'm not here for like getting that like you know the the high notes or like Like the virtuosic instrumentation. It's not that. It's very sort of like bare bones. Just like it is. What the fuck? It is. Yeah. Uh, last category, does my mom know who they are? And the answer is yes, of course. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Listen, take me to the wedding. <laughs> drop me on the dance floor. Okay? Yeah. And even You're... beyond weddings, they were just popular. Like people yeah. knew who they were. Yeah. They were on Saturday Night Live. Like they, yeah. you know. What did they perform on Saturday Night Live? Uh, they played Rock Lobster. Uh, and then I think Dance Mess Around mm-hmm. uh, the first time. In 90, they did uh, Channel Z. And then Cosmic Thing. That was Alec Baldwin's first time hosting. It was B-52s. Whoa. Yeah. And it was a Terry Garr when they did in the 70s. Wow. 
Oh my yeah. gosh. Or like 1980 or whatever. Wow. Terry Gar. Terry Gar, remember a- her? Apparently she was on, she then went on The Tonight Show a few days later and Johnny Carson was asking her about hosting SNL and she's like, yeah, there was some group called the b 52 singing about a lobster. I don't know. Ha! <laughs> And they, John you know, is like, it'll it. never work. Yeah, like two stiffs not understanding what's going on. Man. Uh, all right, I think it's time for our verdict. Ooh, Should baby, the B-52s baby. be inducted? Will they be inducted? If so, when? Kristen, hit me. Girl, you know they should be inducted. And you also know they will be. You can put Roxy Music in. You're drawing a straight line to those B-52s. What is Roxy Music? Well, I'm just thinking of the type of music that is a recent experimental experimental avant-garde art rock band. To me, the straight line, I mean, it is just there. We're ready for them, okay? We have caught up. Like, we are on the dance floor in Bermuda right now. We recognize it is time. Uh, and yes, I do think that they will be put in. And when do I think they will be put in? You know, honestly, it can't come too soon. I hope it is in the next five years. Mm-hmm. I think we're in the new wave uh, renaissance or like the beginnings of the new wave kind of inductions. We got it with The Cure. And Roxy. And Roxy. And I think that the next up is got to be B-52s, Go-Go's. Devo. Devo. Devo for sure. Like, I mean, and so I think we're going to see them in the next five years. I think they're absolutely going to be an FYN because they are the type of band that the hall feels comfortable voting for too. Mm -hmm. I think they're Mm -hmm. like pushing the limits of it, but I don't think that they're so far outside of it. I think if they come up against maybe... Todd Rundgren again or like some of the people like the who Doobie have brothers the Doobie or, Brothers or yeah. even the Guess Who or whatever. Mm-hmm. They could be harder but I do think that they're going to get a lot of recognition votes you know. Yeah. People know them. The people know them and I just and, think And how do you not love them? They're lovable. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think anybody is so I, I think in rock music in particular I don't think that anybody is so exuberantly homophobic that they would like you know let yeah. that uh taint <laughs> uh the yeah, uh their, their ballot mm-hmm. you know yeah i think you're right oscar what do you think oh, should I mean, will win this is the reason why i'm here uh-huh yes they will within the next three years i'll say Nice. All right. Say two years. Hell yeah! It's about time. It's it is mm-hmm. time. It's, it's about really time. It is, time. Yeah, it feels like time. Yeah, it's come around the corner, and like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has not had a band like the B Fifty Twos. It would be so dope to see like your kooky aunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, closest thing is like Talking Heads, but I, this yeah. is that to you know. 10 degrees. Yeah. You know? I'm looking for some representation finally as, yeah. as maybe the, the, the spiritual representation <laughs> of a kooky aunt. I really do believe it's time for me. Representation matters, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see myself in the rock, in the rock hall. hall. Honestly, <laughs> that'd be the closest I could come. It's, it's <laughs> uh, I think they should, you know, they obviously do really well in these categories but also there's it's like the gut feeling of like yeah of course yes obviously um i think they will i think they will be on the ballot next year oh mama, next year yes. that soon if they are they're getting Whoa. in baby i it's the 40th anniversary oh, yeah, this of their, article i forgot their the article. first the article it just seems like good. the people are talking about the b-52s it's talking, an anniversary talking about b-52s <laughs> uh the uh they're touring 
We're going oh. to see them. Oh, yeah, we're going to see them. Shut up. Oscar, do you oh, want to come? Oh, that's right. Wait, when? August? Oh, I asked August Oscar 4th? if he wanted to come. I might not be And he town. didn't answer my text message, which <laughs> is very usual. It's very on brand. Um, that that is very on brand. Yeah, they're touring. They might be touring Troll. for the last time. There's this article. It seems like, I feel like they're going to get on the ballot this year, 2020, uh, and I think they'll get in. Yes. I'm predicting I, mean, I that. hope so. I really oh do. Oh my gosh, it I'd be feels... so happy if they got in because I have to go to this induction ceremony regardless of who gets in, whether <laughs> I like nice? it or not. And so it's Wouldn't nice when people I like yeah, exactly. get in. Well, last year we the Cure year. played and it was really fun. Oh, I love them. Janet got inducted, did not play. I was very sad. Radiohead got inducted, did not play. I was very sad. But Stevie had a good set. Yeah. Even Def oh, Leppard was fun. Yeah, Def Leppard was fun. Roxy, Roxy was weird great. and but sounded great. Yeah. Uh, it was like Zombies. a fun... Yeah. It was a fun year. So if the B fifty two, I mean, imagine if bands that I like. Re- I mean, when Janet got in, I was very excited. But yeah. like, because the, they would play. That's the they hundred percent would play. B fifty twos would play. Yeah. Ugh. Um. I, it just feels like the timing's right. I think they're gonna kind of take the Devo slot. Yeah. Like I don't think Devo will be nominated again. And I think B fifty two. Devo got nominated last year. Yeah. Oh, right. I mm. forgot. Um. I. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! I All the hours we commit to talking about this just stuff. open, letting the information drain. Um, yeah, I, don't, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I hope so. And it would be a good look for the hall, who are rightly criticized Too for the lack of women. Men. Uh, oh, boys! Inducted. Club. Yeah. Mm-mm. All right. Let's say they. Let's say they do get in. Yeah. Let's say they get in this year. Uh, the band members who get inducted, it's only it's the five. You know, it's mm-hmm. Cindy Wilson, Ricky Wilson, posthumously, uh, Kate Pearson. Was Ricky her um, brother? Brother, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, and then Fred Schneider, Keith Strickland, like those. Those are. Did the, they replace him? They didn't replace no. him. What ended up uh, Keith Strickland on the drums transitioned to guitar. Right. And then they just hired a just studio touring drummer, touring drummer, studio drummer. Mm-hmm. drum machine. You know, yeah. That's how they handled it. It was the eighties, baby. Who to the ten. inducts <laughs> them? Who gives the speech oh. to induct them? Michael, Michael Stipe, Stipe seems like you know. Oh, he, wouldn't that be amazing? He I'm seems getting, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. in the number one spot. Yeah, who did he induct? He inducted Nirvana. somebody else. Nirvana. He inducted yeah. Nirvana, wow. and he, he gave uh, a pretty good speech. Oh, uh, oh my gosh! Speaking of, did you see that I went to KEXP when I was in Seattle? No, I didn't. I, I put that on my Instagram story. You know, you can learn more about me if you That's follow right. my Instagram God. stories. But I went to KEXP, an independent radio station in. Um, Seattle while I was there uh, after I came out of the woods and um, they had the vinyl of Nevermind that they played when that they had played on the air when they they were like the radio station that helped break Nirvana and on the um, cover of the album the DJs used to like write little notes on stickers to each other to be like all right da 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 and I have a I I took a picture of the front of the album with the notes that the DJs had written to each other and one of the things that they wrote was like um these guys will be remembered in years to come because they know how to write songs with hooks yeah Nirvana someone wrote that they nailed it Wow. Someone else wrote that on the front. Sorry, I just remembered mm-hmm. that when we were talking about Nirvana. It was like a cool um uh like thing to hold in my hands, the yeah. record that like helped break them. Oh. If yeah. they if they want to have someone younger induct them, I would say I would sorry. Sia. Sia, yeah. Ooh, Sia. But she will not. She does not the public eye, she she won't talk. 
She She'll wear a big old wig and then talk. But she doesn't. I mean, like, I've seen her in concert and she literally she stands. Doesn't. She stands on a platform still in the back corner of the stage with her wig on, with a spotlight on her, and then dancers dance on the stage. Interesting. Yeah. She, she does not doesn't speak. speak. Yeah. That's okay. She will not be. Because she uh, she produced Kate Pearson's solo album recently, Ooh. which is why I thought of that. I think uh, Yoko is an interesting oh. one Maybe, yeah. to, to induct them. And would do, do, do people... musi- are musicians the only one? No. no. I think Fred Armisen w- could do it. I would say RuPaul. I RuPaul's you, a great RuPaul's one, too. RuPaul's a great one. Yeah. I literally thought you were about to say, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. It did sound like you were leading to that. I'm not like busy. I don't think I'm busy. That. Yeah, I'll yeah. do it. I'll, no. You know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do RuPaul's it. a great RuPaul choice. would be an amazing That's choice. That's a good choice. And very on point and like good for and the fun. hall. Very good optics for the oh, hall, too, yeah. for oh, fuck's sake. Yes. You know? Yeah. They need to diversify in so many ways and to have, you know... A queer black um, person drag who queen. is the, very the first on, drag queen, and who is <laughs> yeah. very on yeah. the um, popular, like, um, like, oh yeah, on, on everyone's oh, yeah. lips, hugely right popular now, right now. Uh, yeah, maybe Fred and Carrie from Portlandia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That makes they sense would do to like me. a sketch. Yeah, that would they be so would. Fun. They would do like a. But sketch I think Michael Stipe is them. my number one. They That's probably the number one. But there's yeah. some there's some good. But Michael Stipe's Nirvana speech was not inspiring. It was somber. It was somber. Uh, Ooh, understandably. Yes. But this, yes. it, because it's the B-52s pals. would be, yeah. you know, a little more, yeah. he'd have more reason to smile right. yeah. <laughs> than when Shiny, talking about Cobain. People. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Ooh. What songs do they play? I think it's pretty obvious the four song set sure. is. But I also think then they do Shiny Happy People With as Michael. the jam. Oh, as the jam at Couldn't the very end? Couldn't that be fun? Yeah. I guess. No, not enough <laughs> guitars. I don't. I don't. It doesn't feel like a jam song to no, me. No, not I get a jam. It. But I could see that if, if Stipe is there. But the four well, songs, do, the four obviously. songs they play: Rock Lobster, Private Idaho, Rome, and Love Shack. Yeah, yeah. that's the set. Yeah. I mean, if they want to get a little or weird, they cut Private Idaho and do Shiny Happy People. They just, just wouldn't do a song that wasn't theirs. I don't think they would do Rome or Shiny Happy and Shiny Happy People in the same playlist. Uh, it's either or. But they you could do right. they could do Planet Claire. They Planet could do Claire, like yes. some of the weirder ones that uh, harken back to kind of their origin. They're like yeah. roots, you know. Yeah. Planet uh, Claire. I've heard that of that song. It's really Planet Claire has pink hair. All the trees are red. No one ever dies there. No one has a Yeah, Planet Claire. Is it about like an earring shop? <laughs> Thank you. Talking to your ears pierced. <laughs> yeah. For free. <laughs> Gonna take I mean, a deep all breath. All of those songs sound like they're meant to be played in a mall. That one <laughs> that, that one that you love, the song for a future generation, like that yeah, is a mall freaking. Mullen 1981. Yeah, that's a shopping <laughs> montage song. I'm just saying. Planet Claire could be about a girl getting her ears you pierced. play that song. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Uh, Oscar, if the B-52s get inducted, will you go to the ceremony yes, of this? Yes, 100%. Hell yeah. Well, 200%. Oscar, we're going to Cleveland. I'll be presenting it. No, of course, <laughs> I'll be there. You're, indu- you're doing yeah, the speech. I'm, I'm going to take that. It, yeah. I'm going to pretend that I just texted you that and you texted me back and I won't believe it until, I, until <laughs> I'll it happens. I swear to God, I will be there. Wow. Uh, I can't believe he's making this promise it's, on it's air. Reco- it we're so recording. It's on air. It's on the internet forever and ever. <laughs> okay. I will be there. 
Yeah. Oscar, thank you for joining us. Oh my this yes. was a lot of fun. Uh, you have you have stuff to plug. You've got oh, podcasts. Yeah. You've got shows. Yeah, I got a couple of podcasts happening. Uh, I have a uh, Disney podcast called Inside the Disney Vault. Uh, it's where we watch every single Disney animated movie in chronological order. Um, and then we talk about it. What are you on right now? What well, are you we to- did all of it. <gasps> and now oh we're gosh. doing Pixar. Oh, wow. So we're up to Brave now, which is, that's so crazy. <laughs> wow, you did it, it all? Yeah. How long have you been doing that? Two years. Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, wild. All right. Wild! Okay. okay. Uh, so I have seen every single Disney animated movie. Uh, Including Make Mine Music. Make Mine Music, yeah. <laughs> what is Including that? Song of the South. One of the more obs- obscure. Yeah, oh. the, it's a package film. It's like yeah. a bunch of little, anyway, Vignettes. whatever. It was during wow. the war. It was when Disney was not doing very well. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's one, and you can follow us on Instagram at Inside the Disney Vault. Um, and I also host a uh, a fun Latinx podcast called Spanish Aki Presents. Um, yeah, it's just it's brand new, really brand new. It's on Earwolf, and it's uh, a great time. So please follow that one. It's uh, you can follow that on Spanish Aki Presents, and you know download both of those uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. and you can find me on the internet at Ozymo, Ozymo. Uh, for you know my stories. Yes, follow <laughs> his stories. Me. You can get to know him. He <laughs> right. will at some point. If you ask, maybe he'll assign you a Pokemon. Yes, definitely. That you remind him of. <laughs> I've, it's happened to me. Definitely. I can't remember what. My, I think mine was like a little fire dragon or it a little was. fire pony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Which come on, it makes. Yeah, sense. exactly. I, I don't. See it. I, and uh, also, I. Um, Am in the finale of UCB Drag Race this coming Friday. Friday. Oh, I mean, the day that this release, release yeah. is. Oh no way! Yeah, the show will be at midnight, and we will know if Ricky Burbank will prevail. But Oscar is you the host the and judge of that show. Mm-hmm. And Damned! Wow. Cool. Well, you can follow and, wow. us on Twitter at Rock Hall Pod and Rock Hall Pod on Instagram as well. New Instagram account. Get into it. I post uh, pictures. Uh, Rock Hall Pod at gmail Do you it, post stories? Uh, I don't post stories. Oh. I should. I should, God, I should get post some stories, stories right. so we can let people in on right. our curated uh, lives. Send us an email, rockallpod at gmail.com. If you want Kristen to see it, you're going to have to designate that somewhere yes. in the body of the email. In uh, subscribe, the body. Subscribe to us uh, on Apple iTunes, uh, Podcasts, iTunes, whatever it's called now. iTunes is no longer Apple no, Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Podcast. Uh, write and review us five stars only. If you're Please. listening uh, to this and you want to leave a review Talk because about of this app, say... Tent pole of tent the 80s. Pole. Just say tent pole in tent there somewhere. Pole. And that's yeah, how we you know. say the word tent pole, we'll know it's about this episode. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to Joy Divine for the equipment. Thank you to Ramona Chernick for letting us record in the home that she shares with Kristen. Thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. Uh, thanks once again, Oscar Montoya. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm Joe Kozala. I'm Kristen Studdard. Who cares? About the rock hall. I'm Heather. And I'm Mike. And And we're we're the hosts of Make It Stop. Stop. Bad music. Good times. From butt rock balladeers to the wackest of MCs. From washed up cocaine casualties to schmaltzy 80s cheese. Tune in to Make It Stop as we're joined by musicians, comedians, podcasters, and tastemakers to break down the worst albums ever recorded. We dive in track by track. We dissect, we debate, 
and we sort out the how and why of some of the most misguided, confounding, and egregious missteps in music history. We cover the gamut from alternative and underground bands like The Shags, Earth Crisis, and Five Iron Frenzy to mainstream acts like Creed, Justin Timberlake, and the Black Eyed Peas. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, so look us up. And before you know it, you'll be begging us to make it stop. Make it stop, a bad music podcast. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.